Travel creates bonds like nothing else. Even now, in these times of hardship, our incredible community are reaching out beyond their borders, dreaming, reminiscing, and giving each other hope. I'm David Calderon, and you're listening to Out of Office, Unusual Circumstances, powered by Contiki. This podcast is about travel, but it's also about community, solidarity, and supporting mental health. Travel is just a thread that binds us. Travelers are storytellers. Each dream of a new destination, every adventure, is just about writing the next chapter of the story. And yes, we have to accept that we have to put the book down temporarily. But what does a community of travelers do in a world without travel? We continue to tell stories. Mindfulness and meditation. Two things I'm sure you've heard about, read about, and even tried yourself over the last few years. With new scientific research and a surge in interest around all things wellness, these practices are more popular than ever. But what do they really mean? And more importantly, how can they help us? Especially in the current climate we find ourselves. There are multiple studies that have shown both practices can positively impact our mental and physical health. Whether it's by reducing stress, improving sleep, increasing focus, or improving relationships. The research shows that mindfulness and meditation works. Today, we welcome Luis Boyd to the podcast, a practicing yoga teacher, mindfulness advocate, and wellness coach, to help us understand a bit more. Hi, Luis, and it's great to have you on the podcast. How are you? Hey, yeah, great to be here. Thank you. No worries. So where are you calling from right now? So I'm currently in my apartment in Berlin. How's everything in Berlin? I, I think it's kind of like easing up a little bit over there with all the restrictions. Yeah, it's almost back to normal, I'd say. Um, you know, there's cafes open for takeaway and, um, you know, you can sort of go into shops, um, but you have to have a mask on. But, you know, schools are back and things are, yeah, returning to a version of normal. So fingers crossed it it continues. Well, let's start with a little bit of an icebreaker question. I've been asking all our guests this. What is one new thing or skill that you've learned during lockdown? Well, I'm not sure I'd say it's a skill, but it's something that I've attempted, uh, like many other people around the world. I've been trying to make my own sourdough bread. So started off make, making a starter, um, and I'm now kind of at the end of that process. And I think tonight I might be ready to try and bake a loaf of bread. Is it like a bread making machine? I've never attempted to make bread, so I would never be like, hmm, making bread, that sounds like fun. You can have a bread making machine, but I've tried to go old school and make my own um, sourdough starter, which is like the, the base for your bread. And then, yeah, totally old school, just using an oven and a pan. Oh, wow. I mean, I 100% believe there is an art to making bread because anytime I've ever gone to France and I've eaten like French baguettes, like I don't know what they do to their bread. It's literally the best bread. And then you go to different places in the world and, you know, it's just not doesn't necessarily match in comparison. So I know there's an art form to it. There is. And you need to have a lot of time on your hands as well. That's what I'm learning. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, um, like you said, I am a yoga teacher, but that's not really where I started my professional background is actually in marketing so I've got about a decade of experience working in marketing um, 
and actually I spent about three years working in the brand team at Lululemon. There is a connection there, so that's kind of where the story starts, I guess. Um, and as well as being a retail company, they are really great advocates in personal development. So they really encourage all of their employees to do vision and goal setting, where you kind of set out what you want for the next year, for five years and 10 years time. And when I did this practice, this would have been in probably 2017, it would have been, um, I wrote down, I will do my yoga teacher training in five years time. And I got buddied up with somebody else in the company and they kind of pointed to that particular goal and said, why five years? Why do you need to wait so long? Why can't you do it now? And then that kind of just got me thinking about my own practice and my love of yoga, which had developed over the last sort of five, six years um, into more of a regular practice. And it was my um, just, yeah, really my passion, I guess. And I started thinking a bit more about it, looking into where I'd want to go to do my training and found this incredible place, incredible school called Sampurna in Goa in India. And was really lucky to have the time off work to go there for a month to do an intense training. Had you been to India before at that time? I hadn't been to India before and um, so I was so excited to go you know I'd seen lots of photos and read lots of about about the color of India and the busyness and the the beauty of it as well um, so I was really excited to go and then, yeah, I came back and went back into my role at Lululemon and then started teaching classes for colleagues and friends and just got, yeah, just got hooked, really just fell in love with teaching and decided to kind of take the leap and, um, and go freelance. So really now I, I still um, work in marketing on the side, but my yoga business, which is Louise Boyd Yoga, um, is is now my my primary focus really and I also work with lots of other wellness brands um, and I also have a weekly newsletter called Purpose Break where I kind of I guess I'm trying to blend the two of um, my experience of being a freelancer working in marketing with my love and passion um, of teaching yoga and I'm offering tips and and advice on, I guess, how to spend a more purposeful, more mindful break. If people wanted to find you on Instagram, what's your handle? So my Instagram handle is just the same as my um, my business. It's Louise Boyd Yoga. So you've also lived in a lot of places around the world. Because right now you're currently in Berlin, but you usually live in London. Where else have you kind of lived before, experienced? Yeah, I'm kind of the eternal gypsy, I guess. Um, I love to travel. And um, yeah, I've lived in cities all over the world. So I've spent some time living in Sydney and Australia and obviously London, like you've mentioned, and also Vancouver. And what's kind of been like your like vibe in comparison to like the cities in terms of like how they do yoga or how that's viewed by like the population? That's a really good question. Um, I guess in, in Vancouver in particular, in Canada, they have a huge wellness scene and yoga is so ingrained into, I'd say, everybody's life. You know, you can't walk down a street without there being a yoga studio at the end, at the end of the street. Um, and that's been there for a long time. I think that they've had this wellness scene for, you know, the last 30 years, probably 20, 30 years. Whereas I think 
places like London are just kind of catching up or the last let's say five to ten years they've just built out this strong wellness scene but it um I'd say Vancouver definitely was the one of the originals. So let's talk about mindfulness and meditation. What's been your experience with these practices and how were you kind of first introduced to it? Um, I guess to be totally honest, I didn't really have a, a meditation practice until I went to do my yoga teacher training, which to some people might sound quite crazy um, because yoga you can't really have a yoga practice without having meditation for a lot of people. I think that's, that's the belief. Um, because when you think about yoga as a whole, it has eight limbs. There's eight limbs to yoga, they say. So um, yoga, the asana practice, the physical practice of yoga is just one of those limbs. And another limb is meditation. So they are kind of intertwined with one another. Um, and my, I guess my first experience of it fully was in the mornings on my yoga teacher training, we'd get up at 5am, it'd still be dark and yeah, (laughs) you'd be walking (laughs) up the hill to this yoga shala in the middle of Goa. And I mean, it was really peaceful, but you know, it was early (laughs) and, um, you'd get into the yoga shala and they would put on the craziest music I've ever heard and encourage you to kind of dance around and shake and move and get a bit of energy in your body before then coming to sit down and meditate. And we would do this every morning and they would increase the time that you would sit in stillness in meditation. Where did you start at? Yeah, we would start, I think we started at um, 10 minutes and then it increased up to an hour. Um, so, and they really encouraged you to, to just sit in that stillness, even if you had a little itch or you wanted to move a piece of hair out of your face, um, you were really encouraged to just sit in stillness. Um, and the whole point, I guess this is an important thing to mention, the whole point of them getting us to dance to the music and move our body was to prepare us to sit in that stillness. So that is the whole um, idea of the yoga asana practice is to move your body to allow you to then sit in stillness. So tell us a bit more about the history with mindfulness and meditation. Where does meditation originate from and how is it practiced differently around the world? So I don't claim to be a um, historical expert on on the beginnings of meditation, but I do know that there is some early evidence um, of it being um, noted in some ancient texts in India. So this is the the Veda texts. Um, But it really wasn't, I'd say, until the 60s in the West that this was adopted, that the meditation practice was adopted. So, um, you know, if you think of the Beatles and transcendental meditation, um, that's really the beginning of meditation in the West and when it became, I guess, cool. Um, And I think with mindfulness, the thinking about the difference between mindfulness and meditation. So mindfulness is really paying attention to what's going on um so the difference between the two really is is not that great it's just that 
meditation there's um, a few more techniques that you can bring in so um, there's things like visualization technique there is um, your um, breath awareness technique um, so focused attention where you're just sitting and just watching the breath um, there's things like body scans which I bring in always at the beginning of my class at the beginning of my class and at the end of class so just you know doing a full body scan to see how you feel at the beginning and then at the end of your asana practice why do you think it's so important for people to start introducing meditation and mindfulness into their daily lives i mean there's so much research that's been done now which is brilliant because now there's the the science and the facts to back up that it actually does work um but there's so much so many benefits that it has um you can sleep better you can reduce your stress and anxiety you can become more focused at work um there's there's lots of things it's it's a it's a it's a great thing to introduce into your your day-to-day life with all the traveling that you've done have you noticed any difference in the way that meditation is practiced around the world in India, when I was there doing my yoga teacher training, the meditation was really entwined with um, the physical yoga practice. Um, and that was part of daily life there. Whereas in Europe, um, it's I'd say that there's a bit more um, variety and there's a lot of apps now, a lot of meditation apps like Headspace, like Calm, that allow you to take your meditation on the go. So it's brilliant for people who commute. Um, if you are on the tube or the bus or listening in your car, you can now listen to meditation podcasts. So how often do you think, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people, when they think about trying to add something to their daily schedules, they probably like start to like freak out. They're like, I have no time. I have no time. How often do you think people should integrate meditation to reap the benefits? Like, and when would be the best time to do it for them? So like you just said there, I have no time. That is the most common reason for people not practicing meditation, which is crazy because all you really need is a couple of minutes each day. Um, and you can build up and increase the time that you meditate for each day. But start off small, start off with just a minute or two. Um, and like I said as well earlier that um, like any new habit, it takes around 21 days for that habit to to really stick and become a practice and become a, a daily thing that you do. And I think it's also good to really think about what works for you. And I think it's going to be a personal um, for me per- personally, my experience is I love practicing in the morning. I like to practice yoga and then sit in meditation. I think if you can attach it to a time in the day that works for you or maybe an existing habit that you have already, that can be really useful. So if you know that you take a lunch break every day at the same time, at 12, let's say, each day, why not sit for one to two minutes before you go and actually eat your lunch and just sit and breathe and do your meditation practice then. So if there's already a time in the day that you're doing something else, you can attach this new habit to that. And that can be really helpful to start. Obviously right now, everyone is super stressed. People have like lots of anxiety. They don't know what to do. They're just, 
edging a little bit on the negative. What would you say to them on like how important it is right now to probably start utilizing meditation during these times? It's it's so important, I think, um, particularly for people who are suffering from um, issues of anxiety and stress. Um, quite often that can also interrupt your sleep. That's probably one of the the biggest things that I've been hearing from a lot of my friends anyway right now is that they're really suffering and their sleep is suffering right now and meditation can really help with that just to clear the mind um, and it's it's like I say it's something so simple so easy to do and um, just sit in stillness for a couple of a couple of minutes even and just watch the breath and if you are having trouble sleeping um, you can do this just before you you get into your bed. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I actually feel like inspired to try and start instilling this more into my daily life because even if it's before you go to bed, like you said, you know, it's just one minute, five minutes, you know, there's no rule book for it. But I do think, you know, start small, start making those changes because, I mean, as you get older, like, you know, life is just stressful and everything going on in the world right now, even more stressful. I do think it's time for a little more self-care. And I do think meditation is definitely one of the easiest and best ways that people could start kind of taking care of themselves a bit more. Absolutely. Um, and there's lots of great resources out there to help and support people who are interested in meditation. Um, you know, there's there's lots of teachers like myself um, and there's also things like Deepak and Oprah who offer a 21 day um, free 21 day meditation practice to um, support you with your with your intro practice to meditation um, and it's great because it is free like you say it's you don't need to go and spend a ton of money on um, lots of fancy products and you don't need the leggings, you don't need the mat, you just need yourself a quiet space and some time. Okay, now we know why it's worth trying. Luis is going to take us through a 15-minute guided meditation. Alrighty, Luis, take it away. I'm going to lead you through a 15-minute guided visualization to aid relaxation. At the end of the visualization, You'll hear a soft chime and I will bring you out of the meditation and back into the present moment. Maybe you already have a meditation practice or maybe you've never tried meditation before. Whatever your experience, let go of any expectations. This is an opportunity to just be, to sip with the breath, and simply observe. Before we begin, find a quiet space, somewhere that you won't be disturbed for the duration of our meditation. Once there, Make your way into a comfortable seated position. This might be sitting on the floor with your legs crossed. Or maybe on a block or on a chair. If you're in a chair, plant your feet on the ground so you can feel the connection to the earth. 
wherever you are, make yourself comfortable. Let your hands rest gently on your lap or on your knees. Relax your shoulders and allow your eyes to close when you're ready. yourself to let go with every cycle of breath. If your mind begins to wander at any point, simply return to the breath. All you need to do is sit, breathe and listen to my voice as I guide you. Picture yourself standing on a white sandy beach on a warm, bright, sunny day. As you look out ahead of you, take in the full stretch of the beach. Notice all the details about your surroundings. clear the water is. Watch the waves as they gently lap onto the shore. Notice the softness of the sand on your feet as you begin to walk along the beach. air is warm with a gentle sea breeze. Notice the palm trees on the shoreline as they sway lightly in this breeze. Choose a spot on the beach like to sit down on. Take yourself there and sit down. Sit here in complete stillness, simply watching the gentle ebb and flow of the water and enjoying the warmth of the sun on your face. This is your beach. 
message behind and come back into this present moment. Know that this is somewhere you can always return to anytime you want. Begin to deepen the inhale and lengthen the exhale. Continue breathing in this way. Deep, full inhales and long, slow exhales for a few more rounds of breath before allowing the breath to return to its natural flow. When you're ready to open your eyes, take a few more moments here in stillness before you go on with the rest of your day. Carry the sense of peace with you throughout the rest of your day, knowing that you can always return to this meditation and to your beach whenever you want. That's it for today's episode of Out of Office, powered by Contiki. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. I'll be learning of the effects of COVID-19 on our eating habits, the food industry, and how cooking is keeping us sane. I'll see you then.